Welcome to the Misophonia Podcast. This is episode 13 of season 3. My name is Adil Ahmad, and I have Misophonia. This week's episode is the last of 2020, a truly memorable year. This is a follow-up to last week's amazing conversation with Jane. Cleo is Jane's daughter. She also suffers from misophonia, and now we hear about life from her perspective. Technically, it was recorded before Jane's due to some scheduling conflicts, so it may sound a little out of order at times, but here we get to listen to how Cleo has handled relationships of all kinds, friends, boyfriends, and especially family, having a parent who's a misophone and able to provide, provide some guidance. But as we're all well aware, this ultimately is a very personal condition that we need to figure out how to handle for ourselves. Don't forget, of course, you can book your own interviews for next season. They're starting to fill up more and more. So this will be season four. It'll be recorded in March, all on Zoom. And uh, you can go to misophoniapodcast.com, find the Be A Guest link, and you can easily book a slot there. All right. Now here's my conversation with Cleo. Welcome, Cleo. Welcome to the show. Good to have you here. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> so, yeah, you mentioned uh, yeah, um, you mentioned you're half, half English, half German. You want to just uh, mention kind of where you're from? Um, yeah, I live in Hamburg in Germany. Um, lived here my, my whole life. My mom's English. My dad's German. Um, yeah, so I've, I've never lived anywhere else. That's why my English isn't perfect, but uh, hopefully good enough. <laughs> Oh yeah, more than yeah, more than good enough. That's that's great. Do you want to maybe uh, yeah? I guess what do you do? What do you do in Hamburg? Um, I'm a freelancer, so um, I probably also because of misophonia um, picked a job where I could work from at home (laughs) and not with a lot of people. So I always um, enjoyed that. So I work at home. Um, I'm a freelance graphic designer, but also do little other jobs, but. Normally, yeah. actually, just things from from at home, which makes life a bit easier for me. Yeah, have you always? Uh, did you uh, try to freelance from the get go, or was this? Um, after, I like, had like little experience? mini jobs in um, a, a production firm for advertisement, which was quite cool. But um, I, I I stayed there actually for quite some time, maybe six seven years. But it was like a mini job, so I had just certain hours in a week that I had to be there. Um, yeah. This whole from mornings till evenings desk job thing that um, normal people do <laughs> that was never really <laughs> yeah. my thing. So I always right. try to figure something out that I can um, that I don't have to do that because it's just. Yeah, it's just not my my thing. I like my quiet. I like my space. Um, not everyone can do it to work at home and actually finish the the tasks they have to do. But um, yeah, I can. It's better for me. I can do it better. Oh, I totally agree. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I um, yeah. Not everyone can work from home, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you can be if you can motivate yourself, that that's great. I mean, I I have fun in offices too, but uh, um, but yeah, I. At this point, I'm I'm more than happy to to work from home and have that have that freedom. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, so you're freelancing as as a graphic designer. Um, do you want to let, let's go back to kind of early days? So you grew up uh, in, in Hamburg, and yeah. what what was life? What was the childhood like for you? Was that was that kind of where things things started to get uh, 
rough for you in terms of misophonia? Um, well, the thing is that I don't really, there's, there's not like a real breaking point that I can remember where I figured, um, oh, something's wrong. Um, my mom also has misophonia, so she used to tell me um, that noises were never my thing, that um, if she wanted to vacuum the house, um, I started crying because of the sounds. If other schoolmates, classmates um, started to cry, I cried. It's like certain noises, I just couldn't deal with them even as a, as a baby. Um, oh, really? To... Going back to... Uh... Yeah, infant, uh, infant years. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that there were a lot of things that that um, she just noticed um, weren't that that easy, and I think that in my teenage years it really started that I can remember that all these things started to annoy me, and um, because my mom had it too, and before puberty, I think it was um, when she like we were sitting at the dinner table and she didn't like the eating noises and then she then told me to to stop a certain thing i hated that even though i understood completely what she meant <laughs> but mm. being the person who um is being told to stop it or to stop a certain noise or movement i never i could never understand it even though f f i should be the perfect candidate to understand it because i have the same um takes same things yeah problems so um yeah it, it i think it started a bit in the in after after puberty hit i so i was always a bit didn't like certain noises and then it always just grew and it uh it got more uh and, and that's interesting did your did your mom when when your mom noticed it as, as you were an infant did she recognize like did you have um did you i mean did she have misophonia at the time to herself or uh, was it maybe something that she picked up later i mean usually people get it early yeah but i've heard cases where it starts a bit later so I'm yeah just curious. um no she she had it already she's uh so i so i grew up with um someone in my household having misophonia yeah um no she had it since her early childhood i'm, I'm pretty sure so she knew which was actually quite nice for me, even though it's it's horrible to say that you don't want your mom to have the same thing. But um, growing up, that she was, she just knew what to do and what not to do, and she never got angry mm. or frustrated or mad when there were things that I didn't want to mm. hear or I couldn't cope with, because she just understood fully what um, what it felt like. So she's the only. Did person she talk I about know. it with you growing up? Um... Uh, yeah, even yeah. Though you got, even though there was no name, really, probably. Yeah, around. no, there was there was no name. It was just like sensitivity, and um, yeah, you're just like yeah. your mom. You're also sensitive to noises, so it was always like more of a you're sensitive to something um, than having a name for it. And she was actually the one who a couple of years ago told me, um, called me up, um, very very excited, <laughs> telling me that there's actually yeah. now a name to it or okay, name so for she it discovered it yeah, yeah she discovered it and she was uh, she said finally enough people i can tell people what it is and it's not just uh me being silly and stupid and right. it's actually a real thing and other people suffer from it too so i think a lot of people feel that way that they were very happy that um there was a yeah a name to it absolutely and uh what about other people around you so you had your mom who was luckily kind of an ally except yeah. <laughs> uh, when she would tell you to be quiet uh, myself uh, at the, at the yeah <laughs> but uh 
but uh how is the uh you know how is how are other people close to you maybe other family members or 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 uh friends um well i have to say that my current boyfriend we've been together for two two and a half years now he's the first person or the first uh they say guy I had a relationship with who actually tries to understand what I'm going through. Um, mm. The men I dated before were, yeah, they they made fun of it. So if there was something oh, yeah. that I didn't like, yeah, it was, it was horrible. It's like, uh, I also don't like spiders and people then chasing me with bugs or spiders. I don't know why people think it's funny, but that just some people and it's the yeah, same above the age of nine i would yeah say. It's, it's like not, it's it's not good. really appropriate anymore no so yeah i had um i had some people who yeah would just make fun of it and um i never understood that that if there was something like a, a eating noise or i also have it when you uh pick your fingers or tap something on the on the table or with a mm -hmm. pen so there are a lot of things that i actually don't don't like and um to continue that then after me saying oh you have, please stop it's like they they laugh and then they continue and they continue louder and it um just drives, drives yeah. me crazy so, so a partner doing that so how did um I, i'm just curious is is yeah. it pretty much a uh, uh a litmus test like uh you know it's pretty quick that they're out the door or do you kind of try to think that you can change them or think that they'll change I'm, i've never really yeah i'm curious how that uh um, how that process <laughs> yeah i i always i mean I, I always believe in the best in people which uh, has mm -hmm. good things and bad things um no i always thought that they're gonna change i thought that at some point if it's always if i if i say it again and again at some point they're gonna have to believe me that it's not just a, a game I'm playing to, I don't know, get attention or just to, to be the silly girl, that it actually is a problem. But um, if there are just so many things that, that add up and nothing's really been taken seriously, then it's just, um, then they can go. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense yeah. anymore. <laughs> I mean, in, in hindsight, do you feel like uh, if, you know, it sounds like it's not going to happen again with the, your current partner, but I'm curious <laughs> if uh, if if you would tell if you, let's say you were giving advice to somebody in a similar situation as you, would you tell him or her to just leave, or because it's it's you know it's it's going to make your life yeah. torture, or um, or or you can skip the question. And I'm just curious if you had any uh, strong thoughts about. No, uh, I think I have to I say like um, yes, leave. I mean, I th I also think that the older I get, um, there are certain things that get worse, that they're always, I have to feeling new um, noises or things coming that I don't like. But yeah. I also got much more, um, I don't know how you say it, I just respect myself too much to uh, say, okay, I'm going to have a boyfriend again who just makes fun of me. I know what I can, what I can deal with and what I can't deal with and um, it just makes me emotionally sick having someone around me who um, makes fun of me with something that I can't uh, it's not my fault I can't change it so today now I would say yeah if um, if you have a boyfriend or a spouse who just teases you and does not take you seriously with this then it's it's not going to change yeah, I mean, I mean, there's probably many people who are might be listening in or maybe in a in a in a situation. So yeah, um, 
it's uh, you know we're not <laughs> saying leave but we're just saying you know um yeah it's, don't it's, feel it's guilty it's, about thinking that yeah, way yeah yeah exactly yeah and yeah, and you yeah, we hit up on a, a good point just a few seconds ago. Um, you know, there's a lot of younger kids who are thinking about, oh my God, is, is everyone's talking about triggers, number of triggers multiplying? Is this going to mm. be is, is this gonna <laughs> be a disaster? But like you said, as you get older, you become more of an adult. You become more assertive of your own freedom. Yeah. And so, um, and so, yeah, taking taking um, uh, having respect for yourself and having some freedom definitely makes things better yeah even yeah. while at the same time the number of triggers is probably yeah exploding. that's true so yeah why don't we uh so did it start to affect you know back around um when you're in school did it start to affect your 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 grades and whatnot or or how your kind of um your your experience at school um not that i can remember um no, I think school was pretty normal. I, I have to say I wasn't, um, I'm not, I, I liked, I, I didn't like school. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't really go a lot <laughs> as much okay. as I should have. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I was a really, I was a teeny teeny. So I had other things on my mind than going to school. So Miss Funny never really affected me in that sense also with my my first boyfriend who now if you look back to it um he was i don't know how someone with misophonia could ever <laughs> be with someone <laughs> like that um so that's why i think that really the the whole teenage years also with with school until i graduated all this time um sure i didn't like like eating noises and um people yeah, with, with pens in their hands, that was always a thing. But other than that, I had the feeling um, that everything was pretty normal in the sense that it can be normal. It's yeah. it actually, yeah, it got worse after life, after school and then work and um, adult life. That was actually more, yeah, where it got worse. So school never really, nothing really affected me there with misophonia. Yeah, that seems to be a... Uh not unusual that uh, people are able to obviously they they notice it starts around uh yeah. a young age uh usually not as young as yours it's that's kind of interesting and then uh but yeah around um adult just as you actually you get more freedom um you yeah the number of triggers gets really bad and, yeah uh, and um so how did you start to then how did you start to cope with it around that point obviously you're you're getting more and more annoyed and agitated yeah what were some of the kind of your coping mechanisms of choice other than being able to talk to your mom um yeah i have to say that that was always um i'm very very happy about that that could always that there was someone who actually understood it um the best coping mechanism really is background music um if it's dinners like in in a family home or somewhere it took me a while um until i could actually tell people to please put music on in the background but that makes a big difference it's still not nice to sit at a table with uh, certain family members and yeah, eat yeah, with yeah. them it's it's i'm never gonna like it but music in the background does help um much it's much better than uh, sitting there in silence and there are always people or family um, members who are a bit more uh, difficult than others that are a bit more louder and um, 
don't really understand that I have a problem with it. But um, did you, yeah, did you live, did you grow up in a in a large family or or was it the extended family? Um, large family in the sense that it was a patchwork family. So my my mom and dad split when I was maybe two or three years old. So then I had the uh, I grew up with my mom. Uh, she then had a new husband. They had a, another child, and on the other hand, my dad. Um, also had a new wife, they got to had two children. So big family, but not all together. It was all a bit gotcha. split. So um, yeah. on the side with my uh, with my mama was all fine because she before I could even um, feel something was wrong or something I dislike something she would already say stop this or to my stepdad you got to be more quiet or because she had the same thing I think that was also something that that helped before I could get really really angry and get this this frustration inside there was someone actually who had the same feeling but got it a split second before I did and was then the person who said something <laughs> so that always helped <laughs> yeah I mean misophones we often have similar triggers but sometimes yeah. they're not yeah, um, that's true. I, did you guys have did you guys have similar triggers um and and then she was able to kind of be your uh, advanced warning um yeah we have actually similar things there were certain things that i couldn't um really understand until now like things with um if you yeah how do you how do you explain it like the the packaging of um spaghetti or or rice or something mm. it makes this this wrappers yeah. yeah wrappers um I never really cared about that. And then like a year or two ago, I finally understood why she hated it <laughs> because it started with me too, <laughs> um, yeah. that I didn't like that. But other than that, we were actually always pretty, pretty similar. It was always a lot to do with eating and a lot to do with also fidgeting, like two quick hand mm -hmm. movements or picking your nails or fingernails or also your your lips it was always something that um i think that we couldn't control um yeah so, so yeah it sounds like a lot of visual stim uh visual stuff for you guys um, yeah for your mom did that start um did that did those kind of start early too the visuals or was did that start to happen later um i think that started a bit later i think the noises were uh, the sounds were that seems to be first. common yeah yeah and then it um then it, it got a bit out of hand everything <laughs> it's just got a bit <laughs> more yeah. on every side uh, and yeah. by getting out of hand is that uh is that uh it just more stuff at home started triggering or is it like are you going out of the world and the uh um i don't know public transportation and 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 work like sounds from everywhere yeah sounds yeah sounds from everywhere it was it was a weird feeling to notice um that actual normal sounds in the world could could trigger you as much i mean there are also certain um series that i can't watch because even though the, the plot sounds great um they have this, i think it was this german series on on netflix that Every time there was something exciting about to happen, they put in music that was way, way, way too loud. 
and there mm. was just not a good balance about um, the whole the whole thing. So I couldn't even finish the first episode. So there are also like things like that that I just can't can't get over with. Um, I just can't watch or certain certain music if that's if it's too high pitched. Uh, I I skip the song. Um, I don't even give it a second chance. <laughs> so that... Yeah, I just did that today. Uh, <laughs> or, or, yeah, I just did that earlier today. Um, uh, you know, I listened to some, you know, weird music from like 60, 50s and 60s yeah. when they didn't necessarily mix things very well. Like yeah. they, would, <laughs> they would have an instrument that they just didn't mix well. And uh, it's, you know, just the frequencies would just really stick out. And yeah. So, um, yeah, such a shame. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. Did, um, did, yeah, what are some of the ways that you, uh, that you've kind of, maybe expressed your your uh your misophonia other than just you know being able to turn off netflix uh out in the world um have you you know um, you probably have the glare and uh have you ever told anybody to you know shut the um <laughs> um the better i know the people the the more i can the more likely you to hurt them uh yeah <laughs> i can actually <laughs> shout at them <laughs> yeah, yeah um yeah, for for the, the outside normal world, I always have headphones in. Um, I always listen yeah. to podcasts. I'm always very excited if, if I find a podcast where I can actually um, feel joy listening to the people if they have a very nice sound, um, very mm -hmm. nice voice. Um, because that's just the worst thing, finding a podcast that sounds just like the series sounds interesting, but then you give it a try and then it's, uh, you feel, nope, that's, it's not going to work for me. Right. I can't, can't listen to that. So yeah, normally I listen to more, more podcasts than, than music because I have just a feeling it's a bit more, um, I can control it better. And, um, yeah, and, and, and it, it took a while for me to tell people now that i have a name to it it got a bit better but also there are some people in my family that i haven't told yet just because i pretty sure um i know how the reaction is going to be and it's not going to be positive it's going to be like oh yeah you and your little problems and oh yeah and the noises so they're yeah. just making fun of it so um my boyfriend i have to say is is pretty cool with it i mean as as cool as you can be having a girlfriend who says stop it all the time um, did he ever know anybody before you that had it maybe no or no yeah. and then he met me and uh, also my mom <laughs> so it's <laughs> right yeah he's like i'm trapped he's like um, yeah did... he's like, this is great <laughs> After impress to impressing two misophones, that's not an easy task. <laughs> no. Did your um, did your mom used to maybe express it? Did did she tell family members? Or I'm, I'm curious if she or if she. Well, I guess I mean I'll talk to her in a future <laughs> episode. Um, maybe yeah, maybe she... we'll save it for that. I'm just curious okay. if if you maybe uh, if if she maybe if she kind of like. Uh, influenced you or you influenced her in in being able to um speak up more about this no uh we're both very introvert people she's mm -hmm. um she can cope a bit a bit better with people than i can i also have like the, the anxiety disorder and uh little little things like that um but yeah, no, she always had difficulties telling people also because of their reaction. She only told, like, really told 
some of her close friends now that there's a word for it that is called misophonia that it's not just um her being trying to be special because um it's also right. people then say if you tell them yeah i have a um have a problem with noises and i don't like this and that and then they start coming with, oh yeah i have the same thing and um yeah i also don't oh, like I noises know. or you're like ah oh, it's, it's not the same <laughs> if you would know right. what i feel it's, it's exhausting <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah because you don't want to be the person who pretends yeah but i'm better because my uh noises right. is much worse for me than it is for you because you don't want to sound proud because you can't be proud of it, but you also want the other person to understand it is different. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, these, are, these are some of the many reasons why it's almost not worth telling people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you know, you, it's you just, said, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no. Um, well, I was, I was, I was going to say, um, you, you, you'd mentioned, uh, um, you, you mentioned that you, you know, you have some other, um, uh, exciting and whatnot. I'm, I'm curious if you talk if you've talked to professionals at all about any kind of mental health stuff and whether they've they've heard of misophonia. Um, yeah, I did. Um, and no, they haven't heard about misophonia. <laughs> um, classic, classic yeah. answer. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, but, uh, my my mom has uh, more more research on uh, the whole topic than my um, what do you call mm -hmm. them new neurologist had. Um, right. But he, the, the neurologist I actually went to, he's a very, very um, intelligent and, and sweet guy. He's like in his maybe late 50s, mid 50s. And he's open to new things. So it's not like he shrugged it off and said, nah, yeah, I don't know if that's a thing. He was actually pretty interested. Um, so I always like to get that, how do you say, the, the vibe from doctors that actually yeah listen and and say this could be a thing and i know what you're saying and yeah. i'm going to read into it and not just you know, like shrug it off but um no i haven't um until now I haven't met anyone who really knows about misophonia being a being a real actual thing <laughs> yeah and actually yeah other than uh speaking of you know people knowing um, and knowing that if people have misophonia, other than your mom, have you um, met anyone else who has it uh, out in Hamburg or wherever? Um, no, I have the feeling that a friend of mine has it, um, mm -hmm. but I haven't actually really talked to to her in in depth with. But I'm pretty sure because I can um, a lot of things that she does or says um i see myself in her so yeah. i have the feeling that that there's something there and she just um <laughs> doesn't know that there's a word for it but also do you really want to be the person who tells someone else you know i know i know what problem you have it's it's also a bit weird so yeah <laughs> yes yeah, so i know i know i know the name of your disorder let's talk about yeah. <laughs> ice cream or something yeah, yeah yeah so um yeah i'm not quite sure i'm gonna handle that but i'm pretty i'm pretty sure that she has it too but other than that no my my sister's a bit um has it a little bit but not like my mom and i do um yeah yeah but did your uh, what did your stepdad kind of do when you know when he was started living with two misophones 
Um, he was pretty okay as far as I can remember because my That's a bit mom, of a relief, yeah. yeah, just from from the beginning, um, told him what's what he's allowed to do and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> It's like there's just certain things that um, I mean to, to this day that it drives her crazy. I mean they um, split up too at some point after a couple mm -hmm. of years, and um, there's when he drinks tea, he's someone who like uh, how do you say it? His his nostrils go very big, um, and yep. yeah, she she just thinking about that, she gets like uh, goosebumps. It's, as she said, it's one of the worst things ever <laughs> to to yeah. always have to see that but other than that with like the noises that he or the expressions that he could actually control he was pretty good and um yeah didn't didn't do the thing well that's good yeah 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 that's a bit of a relief yeah um okay so um and, and then are you are you living with your partner right now or are you guys still uh, um, no <laughs> honestly okay. i don't know how that's <laughs> supposed to have yeah. a work yeah because <laughs> it's it's come up in some uh some interviews recently where you know somebody's uh, on just about to move in with somebody or they're you know maybe living together but you know separate rooms kind of thing. yeah so uh, or, or thinking about like new you know new construction old construction yeah uh, there's all these factors that kind of you, you don't you sometimes will not think about and then until it's too late kind of thing so yeah, yeah anyways i'm curious sounds like you have maybe thought about or considered the possibility of like what how that work um yeah we have our it's, it's more me having to think about it about the right, whole, right, right. um the perfect situation kind of thing um yeah i live uh we, we do have two different flats my flat's a bit bigger than his so the yeah. um plan that i made in my head would be he could move to my place but i would need to have some kind of plan b um, because I also work from from home, um, so I'm here all the time, every day. Um, and he has he's a nurse, so he's home quite a lot. Uh, sometimes he's gone for for the night, which is nice because then I can sleep alone again. So there's always these, right. these factors. But um, I couldn't just now move in together. I would need to have a, a bit more space or um a little office somewhere with a double bed or a single bed to just yeah. in case it gets really really bad that i just know in my head maybe i'm never going to use it but just that i know okay i have compressions yeah, yeah i have a place that i can go and hide and come back in 24 hours and then i'm fine again because not having that um just thinking about it i get anxiety it's like no this is not it's not gonna happen it's not gonna work so yeah, we'll see how that. Yeah, yeah, and then you hit upon an interesting thing about um, you know a lot of the tools that we use to to get over this is um, obviously headphones and whatnot, but sometimes it's just the um, knowing that there is a way out. Yeah, um, yeah. It's enough to to let your brain deal with a situation. Do you find that happen a lot? Like, um, you know, you can bring your headphones out, or you can have that extra extra room, but you don't necessarily have to use it. Yeah. Um, you know, you notice that that helps just that reduction in stress or anxiety in your case, maybe. Um, it does. Yeah. 
but um, only till uh, to a certain, a certain extent. Point. Yeah. <laughs> Right, of course, <laughs> it would be yeah. perfect if that would <laughs> that would solve it all. Right. <laughs> Just knowing right. there's an extra room, no, but it does it um it does help, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 difficult um, if it if it will be a, a um a second room in the same apartment. I also have the feeling it it wouldn't be as good as if you have somewhere. I mean, it's it's. Uh, um, wishful thinking it everything costs money and um, I know that <laughs> but having a little um, room somewhere else is uh, because I just like being alone as well I like yeah. sleeping alone I like waking up alone so all of these things that um, no one really wants in a uh, yeah in a relationship where you you're happy to move in together and wake up together and and do nice things 24 7 it's i just like being alone <laughs> more than anything right. else i have a little dog she's like my my little companion she's everywhere where i am and that's enough um right. so yeah my my boyfriend really had to get used to that it took him a while but um he was always kind about it he was never he knew it's n not his fault um and it's not that i dislike him and I don't want to be with him it's just I dislike everyone and I don't want to be with anyone yeah. so it's not like a personal vendetta against him it's just the way I am yeah but he's yeah. uh, I have yeah. to say pretty cool with it so he does he try hard not to trigger you or is it more like um you know he'll trigger you but then he'll be respectful and and, and stop it I'm, I'm curious uh both <laughs> um, yeah okay Got yeah you. yeah there, there are certain things that um i can i can like picking his um his lips i can tell him to stop it and 30 seconds later he does it again because i don't think he acknowledges mm. that he does it so mm -hmm. that's the thing <laughs> where we always you mean um, acknowledges as in isn't he doesn't realize when he's doing it yeah or he... yeah doesn't he doesn't want to acknowledge i mean he it sounds like he's respectful so i'm sure he would try to yeah yeah intentionally do it but yeah uh, no yeah. i really have the feeling that there are certain things like like that and also the the picking at his um at the sides of your fingernails that they're mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. like it, it's automatic he doesn't really know that he's doing it because with other things like um he doesn't start eating before the television is on or there's some kind of noise or um, when gotcha, we're in the car yeah. together and uh, I turn off the, the motor and also the um, the radio then goes off then before he starts doing anything where he no, no, knows I don't like the noises he waits till I either put the radio back on or open the car door that there's some kind of noise and it's not just a quiet um, like vacuum so he yeah. is oh, pretty um, about. Yeah. cool about that yeah that's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. We need him to uh, teach a course, maybe. Or, or yeah. Something, uh, <laughs> do a YouTube channel. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and, and when, but so when you do get triggered, um, you know, people have their kind of like uh, their, the, you know, uh, recovery time is yeah. uh, what some people call it. Uh, do you, um, you know, well, around him, I'm sure it's, uh, it's you know knowing somebody who's trying to trying to at least in, you know not intentionally hurt, hurting you mm. for lack of a better word um 
you find that's a, a better recovery time than like a random random person in the world or at a restaurant kind of thing like uh i guess yeah i'm trying to see how, how do you how do you recover the best do you just leave the situation or close your eyes um just throw your headphones on at all times oh um, are there certain things question. that maybe help your recovery time yeah um, it's kind of I have a mumbling, say... rambling question, but <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, I have to say that with my um, the people I'm close to, especially my my boyfriend, I have to say I can be a real um, how do you say it, a nice like a bitch. <laughs> I can be. I was gonna say I was thinking bitch, but yeah. I was being like, I'll let you, yeah. I'll let you finish that sentence. I don't want to be that kind of interviewer. Yeah, no, but yeah, you you thought correctly. Yeah, um, if it's if it's something that he does that triggers me, I get angry very very quickly, and um, I don't. Okay, hide so you do get anymore. straight up angry. Yeah, yeah okay, got it. Yeah, it's not it's, like it's not like a rem it's not a reminder number. 363 it's more like no dude, it's more I'm, of a I, I, I told yeah. you a thousand times yeah. it's uh, yeah. you know just stop you you know what I just don't like what I can't cope with just yeah. uh, to be honest yeah being yeah yeah honest yeah you. so um, gotcha. yeah if it's if it's people that I don't know um, I also get this um, like the, the, the anger inside like this that I feel that it's building up inside my chest but I can control it better. Like if it's in a supermarket and I hear, or I see sometimes it's also people just uh, walking on the street eating an ice cream in a very weird and disgusting way. Right. Also these things that I just can't, uh, then I just look away if it sounds, if I go to shopping or something, I go uh, get food. I actually, I always have my earphones in so I don't really hear the surroundings, which also helps um yeah and if it's people that i that i'm very close to like my best friend i can also tell her to uh because she, she doesn't live in hamburg she now she lives in in russia so we uh we're on the phone a lot and if she um wants to eat or tries to eat <laughs> i um hear that immediately because i just have good ears on the phone um, oh yeah that's yeah no, yeah, no. yeah. Right. and then there's like a split second where she says oh yeah she forgot and then i told her yeah it's it's uh fine either you want to eat or you want to you know talk to me but you can't do both at the same yeah. time so um yeah she's known me um like that all my life so she's pretty she's pretty cool with it too sometimes she tends to Did... forget but yeah right yeah all these all these regular people do yeah. At some point. <laughs> yeah. Does she know the name Misophonia now, or does she? It's just the thing. Yeah, it's it's clear. Uh, no, she knows. She knows that it's name. I I told her about. It. She wasn't as impressed as as I was, but because maybe it's just, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, right. it doesn't really affect her as much as it does uh, affect me. But yeah, no, I told her as as soon as my mom told me. She was one of the first people I told her that uh, there's a name for it now, and that it actually is a. Uh, kind of disorder and people are trying to figure out ways to to cope with it or if there's maybe some kind of therapy that it's not just me being yeah. who I don't like sounds um so yeah there are also a lot of are there yeah yeah are there any interesting um uh you know therapy obviously since you found out it had a term like like many of us you've probably done a bunch of research or you know slowly read about it yeah. over the years uh, is there anything you've in, interesting you've kind of picked up that that's maybe helped you? 
I know and it's there's nothing really new. It's hard to. It's hard yeah, to find. it's it's it's, it's difficult. Really early days, but. Uh, um, I know what it, really helped my mom um, and me when we first heard about or when she first heard about the term is funny that that it actually is a thing she um she's someone if she finds something interesting she just says herself she googles the shit out of it like she's just like day and night she just googles and oh, yeah. tries to find more things and she's very into it and into research and um she then came across this um I don't know this convention kind of thing, and uh, I think it was in America too, where the where lo loads of misophonia people meet, and then there's some uh, guest speakers and uh, some doctors. And I think it had a real name, but I can't remember. I don't remember where it was, but they on their homepage they said um, on this and this date um, we have this this misophonia convention and. People who stay in the hotel, uh, they they did like a little checklist and said, um, in every hotel room, we also provide two single beds for the misophonia person and his or her spouse, which made us laugh because we loved that. And mm -hmm. um, also, it said that no no eating certain things, no drinking um, in in the areas where all the people are together because uh, it triggers a lot. So there were these these points that uh, we just went through which um, kind of made us smile because those are the things that are important for us um, that no one understands and then reading that there's this this convention and people trying to learn about misophonia and all these misophonia people I don't know how you say it um, actually come to one spot and they talk to each other and try to find out what the, the triggers is how it started if there's something they can do about it that just really fascinated us so that really helped to know that there's actually like a pretty large group out there everywhere um that yeah suffer from from misophonia that it's really not just one doctor in i don't know somewhere in america saying yes it's uh misophonia is a thing but no one believing him that it's actually more and more people figuring out that it is a problem and it is a disorder and that's just that helps uh, yeah, I think you're actually, I think, yeah, I mean, I think you're talking about uh, the Misophonia Association Convention, which uh, I've been to the last two, actually, the, the, uh, this year's was uh, just finished yesterday, it was a virtual one. Oh, wow, um, okay. But, but this, this, this actual podcast uh, was inspired by um, the ah. last year's convention that I went to in, in Denver, where, yeah, I got to, I mean, it was the second one I'd went, gone to, uh, I got to kind of meet up again, catch up with people I'd met at the first one. Yeah, that's so and cool. just uh, just kind of that inner that kind of one on one uh, relationships with people. Yeah, um, is what inspired this podcast. It's ah, you know more okay. than just kind of us ranting about you know our triggers. Just yeah. kind of having those conversations is very powerful. Yeah, itself. That's what this was about. But you're right. It's um, they they only pick. Um, I'm not a member of the association. I mean, I'm. I'm uh, member but i'm not uh, on the organizing committee but uh they um they always pick like a certain uh, the embassy suites hotels i think because they have uh like two doors they have the out like the, yeah the, the yeah exactly <laughs> door, and then they have an <laughs> internal door too to get before you get to your actual bed so it's yeah. like perfect um and then they also for breakfast and actually all their meals they like the first time i went uh, the breakfast was like um you know hard-boiled eggs um 
you know, muffins, all soft foods. Yeah, yeah, and I love so that. There's nothing <laughs> that can crunch. There was, it's just, yeah. Yeah, it it's just cool. so thoughtful. Um, it's just that, that mm -hmm. people acknowledge it, it helps to um, just serve uh, soft things for breakfast. It's actually it's just so nice. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, my mom yeah, really it's a, wants to go there surreal, at some point. Yeah, if you guys can, if you guys can, can make it, uh, or it's, uh, I highly, yeah, I highly recommend it. I mean, obviously rope it into like a vacation or whatever, but yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's just surreal to be sitting in a room with a bunch of people, where you don't have to, you don't really have to tell them everything they understand yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. like you're kind of halfway you can it's kind of you're halfway to being their friends already without even just saying anything yeah yeah because uh, you kind of know you're i mean all these um pivotal moments in your life yeah. they probably felt the same thing it's kind of surreal yeah so. yeah it's, it must be really cool and uh i'm hoping i'm hoping you know i've talked to a bunch of people in europe i'm hoping that uh the community kind of grows yeah in, in europe because um there seems to be obviously you know we always complain in america where there's it's there's not enough awareness but you know i've talked to people in czech republic greece russia where it's even less yeah it's even, yeah it's even more difficult to talk about uh, how would you say the uh, you don't know a lot of people in, in germany i guess who have it but um would you say how, do you know much about like is it written about a lot maybe in the press at all um misophonia or the, these kinds of uh issues um not really I, i've listened to uh um there's this this big magazine that also has a german magazine who also has a podcast now it's called uh zeit and um mm. someone actually sent that to me they they had a little um half half an episode um on their podcast it was about misophonia and i got really excited that it was actually a german podcast who talked about it and then I started listening to it and they interviewed a girl she was like I think in her early 20s um, who suffered from misophonia and said she did all this research um, that there's also in, in Germany there was this one university who also tried to do some some studies but um, she had a very very <laughs> um, don't know how you say it, but I couldn't really listen to her because she had a <laughs> something in her voice that just drove me crazy and i also have the feeling that yeah. they didn't have a good microphone which really pissed me off to be honest because it's it's such a you talk about this topic with noise sensitivity and then you don't get a good microphone so people who actually suffer from this don't want to listen to it because it just doesn't right. sound good so i couldn't um i actually didn't listen to it uh, to the end because at some point I just had to give up it just made me too too yeah. angry but that was actually the first german um sort of german speaking german language thing about misophonia that i heard of um yeah i don't remember which city it was in germany that actually um at some university had the um tried to do some or wanted to do some studies but other than that i don't really it's it's more english articles that i find in the internet like america or uh sometimes from from the uk but more mostly american things not really yeah, interesting. i'm yeah. i'm planning to um to do a, you know transcripts for all these episodes of this podcast oh, that's because cool. like like you you know i don't know if people are could be annoyed with somebody's voice or just yeah. or apprehensive about listening to a listening to podcasts in general which i totally understand so yeah uh, i want to do transcripts um but then i could, I could also pump it into Google Translate and spit out like a German version of all the of all the, of yeah. all the episodes. Oh, which yeah. might be 
interesting it's pretty for interesting. yeah to kind of get awareness in other countries if, yeah if someone in, is is searching and in in because you can google and this is how ignorant i am i should know but you can <laughs> google it with that with you know in in germany in in german and get you know trenton like german results right yeah so I'm hoping yeah that, uh, if i have a translated version then it might show up and yeah hopefully help somebody yeah yeah even if it's just um, it's one or two people it's it's um it just helps so much to know that right. there's yeah like a, a community or to also know that it is a real thing and it's not just um yeah just a, a thing in your in your head that you're not crazy that it actually is a disorder as you uh like yeah call it well um yeah so i guess yeah we're getting close to the to the uh top of the hour again but uh i'm curious um is there anything yeah anything you want to tell people who might be um listening about you know your experience uh or maybe wanting to reach somebody in germany um <laughs> yeah does anything you want to you want to tell the tell the listeners uh and obviously the listeners will hear you know more about you when your mom gets on the <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> but uh yeah any kind of uh last words you want to you want to share um in in general even though i with age it gets worse like the triggers get worse or the the sounds the the misophonia itself it does actually get easier to cope with it i don't know if that makes sense <laughs> so, yeah it's a common theme that's come up but yeah. yeah it's it's even though it's more you just uh, at some point you just know who you are and and what sounds and what you don't like and what you do like and um find your own little coping mechanisms and that actually just makes life easier even if you're scared that there are always going to be new triggers which um, i'm pretty sure that i'm not at the end of it that there's <laughs> going to come a couple of more things right um but yeah just just yeah knowing that there's things like the um listening to podcasts listening to music having things having headphones in your ears or having um yeah a spouse who actually tries to understand what you're going through even though they'll never fully understand but they'll try never <laughs> yeah they would never will. no <laughs> actually that's an interesting uh interesting point you just said about how um yeah as you get older you get you you know yourself better do you feel like misophonia has kind of uh helped you um just helped you under get be closer to yourself because you've had to um you've had to deal with these issues for so long do you think it's like affected um, your personality you said you're an introvert um, yeah so if, you, know, you feel like there's any uh, i mean i am I mean, many of us are <laughs> um but I'm, I'm yeah i'm curious if, if it's kind of uh um you know that being inside yourself so much has kind of helped you uh, get to know yourself better and and then as you become an adult maybe you make it easier to to kind of stand up for yourself more um yeah i think i think that it helps to yeah stand stand up for yourself more that um i've i've always liked to be alone so i've always been like in in my head all all the time but yeah. um for, for like going into the outside world also with this um being at now for example at my boyfriend's um 
parents for dinner that at some point I told him, you know, as soon as we come in, you, you have to do me a favor and just put it on the, the radio in the background because I don't want to be the, the person to um, tell your parents. And at some point I thought, why actually not? Because I'm not ashamed anymore. I Well, maybe it's just to some extent with some people. <laughs> so that's not fully, uh, yeah. fully true. But um, yeah, to just slowly learn to say, you know, I, I need the music in the background. What's so bad about it? It's, I mean, it's, it's nothing. It's not like I'm putting heavy metal on or something. It's uh, just a little bit of music. Which would be fine, too. <laughs> yeah, but which, which also would be fine, sure. Yeah, um, yeah so, um, yeah, standing up for myself, that actually, that, that helped. Even it, it takes a little time, but... Yeah, just um, just being okay with the the person you are. Everyone has some kind of let's call it weirdness um, to themselves. If it's uh, not within a very social or too social or uh, introvert or extrovert, everyone has something. So um, yeah, misophonia is a thing, and uh, people should just learn to like out outsiders should learn to. Um, yeah, see that it's a it's a thing, and yeah, take it seriously. Did you end up telling your boyfriend's parents? Um, I didn't tell them that what it's called. I told them that I'm um, yeah. sensitive to to noises and uh, eating, especially things like that. Um, yeah, as soon as I don't get the reaction that I hope I would get, I stop talking about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I just tell them then the the basics, and if it's not like oh how interesting and oh we didn't know, and then um, I don't need to go into into it further. Yeah. So I'm happy that they know, but um, I don't need to really discuss it with them any any further. I think we all understand. Yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, well, cool, uh, Cleo. Yeah, I want to say um, yeah, it's been it's been great talking. Um, yeah. Uh, once again, is there anything else you wanna you want you wanna share, or um, or well, I'm sure we'll have more good stuff with your mom. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say I'm I'm, I'm very excited what she's uh, <laughs> what she's going to yeah. say. <laughs> so am I. So, yeah. That's really interesting. Well, great. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks again, Cleo, for. Uh, yeah. For thanks for having me. Thank you, Cleo, and thanks for connecting me with your mother, as well. This was a great little two-parter with a lot of insights people can absorb. Remember, anyone can be on the podcast, too, just by going to the Be A Guest link on the website, misophoniapodcast.com. Leave me any feedback and connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at Misophonia Podcast or Twitter at Misophonia Show. As always, I want to remind folks to go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, you don't even have to write anything. Music, as always, is by Moby. And until next week and next year, wishing you peace and quiet.